Support for Podcast by Night comes from Midnight Syndicate. To find out more about their gothic horror instrumental music, please visit MidnightSyndicate.com. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast by Night. I'm your host, John Long. I'm Jennifer Wolf. And with us today, we have another special guest from our Pillars of Salt game. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello, my name is Logan Bowes. How are you? We're very good. We're very good. We're happy to have you with us uh, for this, our second supplemental episode. Our first one being the ever-popular What to Do at Your Very First LARP game. And this one's going to be sort of a, a continuation of that because it deals with a topic that a lot of new players uh, in particular, but a lot of veterans still have trouble with, is choosing a character and or clan. Uh, as Jen and I talked before, um, it depends on the kind of game you're going to be playing, which of those choices you're going to have. And Logan is here for his two cents and his insights as a player uh, to um, sort of add spice to this. Excellent. And we kind of established last time these supplemental episodes are, I don't know, John, they're kind of like helpful episodes for, for the average player. And we do record these on the weeks when, you know, life is life. We get busy. We can't do our bigger episodes with more information. But these are, we still want to get stuff out to you to kind of help you along. That's right, because we're the helpful podcast. I like being helpful. Yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a nice, helpful person. All right, so in the spirit of helpfulness, uh, Jen, where, where should we start with this? Well, what most people know about signing up for a game is you get a hold of whoever's in charge, you know, be it the, the storyteller or a representative of the game, you know, like a community person, and you say, hey, I heard you guys have a game. That's great. Can I come play? And they'll say, yes, I can come play. What kind of character do you want? And that's kind of a big choice because this is your entree into this world, playing a character. And every game's a little different. Some games are going to be very, uh, hey, roll up a character, send it on in. If we like it, you're in and you can come play it. Other games are going to be much more selective. They're going to say either you have you can create a character that is within these particular parameters and or they'll say we have pre-made characters so you get to choose one of these pre-made characters and you get to play however the case i mean every game is going to be different and it's their own rules how they want to run it so that's something just to be aware of and be respectful of those rules i mean not every game is going to just let you go willy-nilly um, but you know, you do want to find a game that's a good fit for you. Right. Now, Logan, as a player, uh, what is it that you are looking for in, in a particular character? How would you go about say, saying that you, let's do both scenarios. Why don't we? Okay. The, the, the choose clan or choose character. Um, let's start with the choosing clan. So say that you're going into a game and it's pre-mades because most storytellers that if they have like a episodic epic plot involved they're going to have some characters that fill certain slots 
and you get to choose which character, you know, which clan you want to play. What would you? Uh, how would you handle that? I will start off by saying that me personally, I always like to make my own character. But if I absolutely have to choose, as in the group's already decided they're doing pre-gen, I like a challenge. I like I'll do something that I haven't played before or I haven't played in a long time, um, and I'll just go from there. Uh, choosing a clan in general, my heart is with the Malkis, but right now I'm running a NOS, and I haven't done that in years. Okay, awesome. So you look at the NOS as the challenge to your, uh, what, role-playing abilities? You want to stretch those chops? I thought it would give me the chance to have a lot of characterization, both in costume, outfit, um, body language. That just seemed like the most immersive ability. And this is really my first outing with full-on LARP, so I thought it would give me the best chance to stretch my legs, as it were. Awesome. So, speaking from the more storyteller side of the equation, when you have pre-maids, and and like you said, John, a lot of times a storyteller will do pre-maids because they're trying to find a certain balance in a game. Um, They're either trying to make sure that all the clans are equally represented or there's a particular storyline they're trying to... There's certain reasons a storyteller will do pre-maids. But if you're a new player, you have to weigh a few things coming into the game first how experienced are you logan logan's pretty experienced so he has a few more options and say i'm a new player who's walking into the my very first game who has never played a vampire character before so more experienced players you might be more interested in playing something that's challenging to you or something you haven't played in a long time or have never played before, such as Logan with the Nosferatu. You, you're like, hey, that's a, that's a stretch for me. Um, but if you're a brand new player, I always recommend going for simple and easy. Going with, with what's comfortable for you. If you are brand new and your only exposure to vampires has been Anne Rice and Vampire Diaries, then maybe playing like a Toreador or a Venture would be a, a lot easier for you because you kind of can slip in there and, and understand it a little bit better. If you are uh, a huge fan of, you know, Bear Grills and like survivalist action movies, Gangrel might be a great fit. Who knows? Find what's what is most intriguing to you and most comfortable to you because you're still learning the world and you don't want to be overwhelmed by taking on something that's a lot more difficult than you and anticipated because then you're not having any fun. That's great advice, Jen. The idea that if you were just coming into this, you're going to have certain interests already. You're going to have certain things you're good at already. It's like the, that old writer's adage, write what you know. So in a character sense, play what you know. And that's what the storyteller is there for. When you contact the, the storyteller or the game coordinator, they will talk to you about that. And hopefully the, you know, the clan that you should be a part of or they feel you should be a part of will come out. And you'll be able to hit the ground running and have a good experience with that. I think that is absolutely perfect for new players, yes. And a wonderful time for the uh, pre-made concept because they might not necessarily know the world. Exactly. I mean, when you don't have to worry about the dots going on a page, that's great for a player because if they're still learning. Now, for the 
more experienced players, it can be sometimes be a little chafing because you're like, but I know this world. <laughs> but that's also a great opportunity to expand your palette, like you were saying, Logan. Like maybe you're a hard and fast fan of playing Bruja and you love you some Bruja, but you've never had to play a, a Venture before, or you've never had to play a Tremere before. Um, the, the, it's a, it's a good chance to kind of play with something you haven't done that perhaps can be written in certain ways. And pre-maids, uh, take a lot of, of the, um, stress off of a player sometimes also takes a lot of the responsibility off of a player because you don't have to like think of the world's greatest concept ever. You know, you, someone else has made it. But even though it's a pre-made character, it's your character. You can go run with it however you want. But the biggest challenge, I think, with the pre-mades is kind of understanding first where your comfortability level is and how far you, you can stretch it. Like I said, with the, young, with the noobs, you, you want to have, like, you know, things you're comfortable with. But more experienced players, by me, all means, go up to the storyteller and, like, hey, I, I really want a challenging character. And storytellers, nine times out of ten, are willing to work with you on that. All right, so this now that we've got the, the pre-made version of, you know, Choice of Clan covered, uh, let's talk about something more freeform. Like, say that you walk into a game, say it's only, I don't know, 20 people max. It's, it's just, hey, we're going to be in this city at this time. I'll worry about the plot. You guys give me the characters. Uh, where, where do we go from there? Well, first of all, the... It, for any ca- for any player, no matter what your level, going into any new game, ask first. Talk to your storytelling team. Don't just roll in with your dream character, badass ball of cheese, and say, "Here's my character." <laughs> but I want to play my Bailey Tremere with Thaw Mastery Ten. I mean, come on. I know who doesn't, but. <laughs> The fastest way to make a storyteller's eye explode is by rolling in with the biggest ball of cheese ever and like, yeah, (laughs) I'm a badass. And no, that will make people very upset. So um, talk to the storyteller. Say, hey, uh, what's your game about? What's the feel? What's the story you're telling? And what are what are your parameters? What clans do you allow? Sometimes storytellers allow some clans, but not other clans. Um, storytellers can be very strict about special clans, rare clans. If you're rolling in with your Bailey, they they're go- going to be like, okay, excuse me, because that's Bailey are rare clans. So having a lot of conversation with the storytelling staff is a good idea. Just getting the parameters of their game. And also learning the house rules. Like, you know, maybe they have a house rule of, you know, if you're a new player, you can't play uh, anything older than an Ancilla till they kind of get the feel of you a little bit. Or, you know, hey, everybody gets to start with an extra 10 XP at character creation. Uh, they, it's these things you start picking up on because storytellers are ultimately the, the gods of the game. They hold all the strings. And you don't want to be that jerk face who's running in like stomp, stomp. I'm going to mess everything up because um, I like just being a jerk. So you want to at least work within the parameters of however they have their game set up. Right. And Logan? Me personally, I will always talk to the storytellers 
first off and find out what they allow, what they don't, because a lot of people don't like certain clans. Again, I'll bring up the Malkavians because they've seen so many times that people just don't gel when they do these things. Or if someone rolls in with that big ball of cheese and has badass the destroyer, you find out really quickly that maybe this guy isn't one you want there and that's not something the player wants to have happen. And I always get attached to my characters. I put my heart and soul into it when I make it and I make it perfect, and I spend way too much time just making it exactly how I want it. So I need to know from the start that what I want is allowed, or I need to find something else to get attached to. But yeah, starting with talking to the storyteller, and personally, I will go with, well, what do you have represented? What do you need? What kind of character needs to be here? What clan is best served that? What's not going to work? If I do this, is it okay? What about if I do it this way? Um, And just that working with the storyteller is so important because not only that, but from a narcissistic standpoint, at that point, the storyteller wants to work with you. And that means more playtime. And that's wonderful. Brilliant. I I love how you put that. Yeah, it's definitely got that, you know, actor director kind of relationship Uh going on. You know, you definitely want to. The storyteller is your director and you are the cast and you want to make sure that you're going to give off the best performance for the best game because you're right. Everybody's going to have a great time when all of this works together. And so, you know, have a munchkin free zone because this is not what any game needs. So I, I love that. Responsible playership is is perfect. That's that's a great takeaway. And it also kind of establishes you as a team player. Like if you come in and you're talking to the storytelling staff and you're really responsive to their game and their story and can work within those parameters, it shows that, hey, this is a person who wants to play with us and not just use us as a backdrop to show how awesome they are. So so it's always appreciated when you're very respectful of another a storyteller's game. And every game's going to be different. I mean, I know people who play in two or three different vampire games uh, at the same time, which, you know, boggles my mind because I'm like, I can I manage one, guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, everyone, every game they play in is different. And so they can be in our game, which tends to favor pre pre-maids but then they'll go to the next game where they're like yeah and i have this like character i made up and you just have to respect each each game's rules and as long as you just go into it with that mindset you should be fine absolutely yeah yeah we're all here to have fun and make you know when you're having a good time and you're being a responsible player that other player across from you is going to be having a good time too Uh uh-huh so one of the things that just having uh, seen new characters come across and uh, being on staff, one of the things I, I know I suggest for people as they're picking characters is remember the level of player you're at and always keep that in mind. Because if it's very easy for the people who are new, new people to say, I'm new. <laughs> and... Once they kind of state that, we know what kind of character to give you. We're like, okay, well, we're obviously not going to give you that elder who's bucking for prince over there because that might be a little too much for you. But just always consider your your play level and the play level of everybody around you because the last thing anybody wants is to have somebody new come into their game and be unhappy. We don't want you unhappy. We like you happy. We want to make you happy. We want to challenge you and we want you to have fun. But we also don't want to throw like, 
you know, Kane at you and say, hey, you now have to play Kane, the oldest of all vampires. Best of luck. Have good. Have good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's not something we want to do. <laughs> right. And also, uh, when you're thinking about what character to create or what what clan you want to play, you know, read through the book. Check out the, you know, playing the vampire section, creating the character section, and then, you know, read through all the clan uh, little write-ups they have in the, in the main BNS book because that'll help you determine, you know, your comfortability factor with, oh, I can pull this off. I definitely can't pull that off. And manage your expectations. Yeah. Just because uh, the individual clans, they've all got their, uh, their flaws, their weaknesses, their strengths. They are roughly analogous to the uh, D&D classes. There's so much variation in it, but it's kind of easy to tell just from reading through the descriptions um, what kind of person, what kind of character is going to fall within what kind of clan. If you're someone who really likes combat and really likes to be that badass in combat, but not so much with the politics, you're going to like a Bruja or a Gangro more than, say, a Ventru or a Toreador. And that's not true across the board, of course. Each character is different, and every clan has their variety, but they're are power sets that go with the types. And I've met so many players who do like to play one type of thing. And it's set up for that. Even if you're brand new, you can walk in and reading the book, you can see what power set is going to favor what type of character. Yes, if you're want, if you more interested in playing the tank, they're the clans for you. If you're more interested in playing the, the political, there's clans for you. If you want to play the nerd in the corner who knows all the things, then there's clans there for you, too. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You're, you're that weird, noddest occultist in the back corner that's uh, always getting picked on. <laughs> Perennially one of my characters. I mean, wait, what? Wait, huh? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that a running joke. The occultist in the corner. The occultist in the corner. That's what right. is he doing in the corner? Best not to ask. Don't talk to him. You know, no. Boo-boo on your status traits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else that we, uh, that we haven't covered as far as choosing a character, uh, the clan, anything else that we want to add? Personal experiences? Um, I think just, uh, go into it with an open mind, you know, uh, look, look to have fun with it. it it's, it's very easy for us to fall into favorites. Uh, Logan, you were mentioning Malk is your favorite. By far, Tremere is my absolute favorite. And so anytime I f- get a chance, I'm like, oh yeah, let's get some, let's get some Tremere action going. It's so easy to just fall into whatever you like best. So be willing to try something out. Go play that clan that you've not had a lot of experience at. Or, you know, or maybe if you've been playing a lot of Elders of Light, go play a Neonate. Neonates are, I feel, a lot more fun than people give them credit for. Now having played a few Elders in a row, I'm like, I miss playing a Neonate. (laughs) I want to go get into shenanigans, you know. (laughs) So be willing to not only expand your horizons and feel out places that you have not touched in a while, or at least, uh, you know, try new and different clans that you've never played, but, you know, be willing to like go and be that small wheat character again, because sometimes those are the most fun. Absolutely. And Logan? Personal experiences. I've got a few, like um, just going into Pillars of Salt, for instance. It's my first full LARP game. 
I've done tabletop for almost since I was old enough to roll dice. I literally grew up in the world of darkness, but this is my first outing with LARP. Like, we did LARP things, but this is a totally different experience. I know the world. And because of that, when they put the uh, character pre-maids in front of me, I looked through them and I told you why I picked Noth. And because I knew the world, I went ahead and picked Loremaster because that gave me a lot of opportunity to, uh, to be perfectly honest, flaunt my knowledge of the world while still uh, kind of being this uh, novice. I played to my strength um, and I do like a challenge. Beyond that, just as sort of general advice, I would say that remember that it's a group storytelling game. It's not all about you. You are an important piece. You are always the most important piece, just like everyone else. All of you are coming together to tell the story to each other, about each other, and you all want this chance to shine. There is a place for badass the destroyer, okay? Either as a villain or as, um, you know, this asshole in the corner, so long as you remember to work with the group. Everyone has a place. All character types are welcome, so long as they fit. Not every character type is going to fit every game not every group, and it is so easy to fall into favorites, just time and again, and you do that too much, you're going to get to where you can't tell your characters apart, like, who's, wait, I threw fire, was that my firemancer, my pyromancer, my fire blaster, it's hard, but yeah, just open-minded, and remember that we're all here to have fun. Awesome, excellent. I was going to say, at least I know a vampire, if somebody's throwing a fireball, they better be a goddamn tremere. Maybe an Asimite, but goddamn Tremere. That's all I'm saying. Maybe an Asimite. Never mind that it's green. I'm an Asimite. <laughs> green fireball aside, I, I'm an Asimite, right, guys? Really, right? guys? I'm an Asimite. No, no, I don't know anything about like demons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been actually a really great supplement. I, this definitely complements uh, our first one, and it's going to be a perfect lead-in to the clans, everybody. Our next episode is going to be a full-on deep dive into the Asimites. So grab a glass of wine, brew some tea, whatever you got, sit back and relax, because we are going to definitely get down and dirty with some lore. I love getting down and dirty with some lore. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will definitely be back, like I said, with our first clan installment, the Clan Asimite. Thank you, Logan, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like I said before, I love to talk. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to bring you back because we've got you marked down for the uh, the wonderful Malkavian episode coming up, too. Oh, yes. I have such wonders to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Once again, my name's John. I'm Jen. And you've been? I'm Logan. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 And if you want to get a hold of us outside of our normal podcast hours, you can find us at Podcast By Night on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at By Night Podcast, or you can email us with any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions, you know, anything you want to communicate to us, you can do that at podcastbynight at gmail.com. <laughs>